podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 14 of Hannah Montana. It's called Everybody Was Best Friend Fighting. I'm joined today by a returning guest from early Season 1, my friend TJ Harwin. Let's go ahead and get right to it. All right, so Season 2, Episode 14, Everybody Was Best Friend Fighting, which (laughs) I think it's a decent title. I mean, it's certainly funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode going in, I was like, okay, I know for a fact I've seen this before, but I didn't remember like any of the details, but I did remember from, well, seeing the description for it on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, okay, this is the one where Oliver gets like his disguise, but like, it's a very loose use of the term disguise <laughs> right the uh um, his little his little armpit hair patch had me um had me rolling <laughs> yeah it's funny so oliver ends up wearing it's not like a goatee but it's like larger than a soul patch it's just like a big fake strip of hair on his chin yeah. <laughs> i don't know the exact term it's kind of like the duff from ace of cakes <laughs> That's a that, that's a good way to to describe it. <laughs> Ace of Cakes has been off the air for a very long time, but I know that like Duff now does other things. Yeah, but but that's that's the connection for me. But it's like that, except it's very clearly not growing on his face. It's clearly just like stuck on there, right? Because the rest of his face is like completely like baby's butt clean shaven. <laughs> so like there would be something there if he grew that himself. <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting because they do say that it's, like, made of armpit hair, which took me back to, like, a couple episodes ago when, uh, when like, Miley goes to that premiere with Jake Ryan, and she has this, like, long, fake armpit hair, and I'm like, what, why do all these kids have access to fake armpit hair at a moment's notice? <laughs> with Oliver, maybe it was real armpit hair. Maybe they actually took it from his arm. I mean... If he doesn't have any hair on his face naturally, how would he have that much in his arm at the same time, though? Like, there's some disproportionate body hair things going on with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I have more to say about his disguise, but I think we we'll, should we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so had, had you seen this episode before? Did you remember anything about this? I'm sure that I had seen it, but I did not have much of a memory of it at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly things happen in like the larger plot in this episode, but it, the episode itself was just like a lot of bickering. Right. <laughs> and like not a lot of getting places. They were they were all being incredibly um, immature and rude to each other this episode. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they were acting their age. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, so this episode opens with, like, Miley and Lily have to, like, go to the Hannah concert, and they're, like, running late, and there's this whole bit about how um, they had to take, like, a really long time to decide what they were going to wear to the concert, even though Hannah's outfit 
is one that like she regularly wears for concerts. It's like one of her like three concert outfits this season. So I don't necessarily buy that she had to cycle through a bunch of them. Like, she knew exactly what she was going to wear. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the outfit that has like the long sleeve black shirt with like the really long loose shorts. At that point, are they still shorts? Are they like they, they were cap- capris to me? Is what I would think, or maybe like uh, an iteration of the gaucho too like that was kind of like it yeah yeah i think gaucho is probably a pretty good term for it because it it was like too long to be shorts too short to be capri yes (laughs) so so we'll go with gauchos and then uh the lola outfit for this first part uh she's wearing like a dark blue wig for the first time it's like very cookie monster color uh (laughs) she's she's wearing like a white shirt with like a black and white and pink striped tank top over it with like a very cheap uh, pink plastic heart necklace. A huge cheap pink plastic heart necklace. It, it was, was like gigantic. It was <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she was also, her like shoes for this outfit were like Mary Jane's with like frilly socks that like little girls wear to school. I missed the <laughs> shoes completely. That totally, I totally bypassed that. <laughs> I, I've started pausing <laughs> to take notes at various <laughs> points in the episode. So it was like fully on screen for me so I could get the full effect. And then so Oliver shows up and he's very salty about the fact that he never gets invited to go to the concerts. And uh, he he never gets invited backstage because she, she even offers. She's like, well, I can get you tickets if you want. And he's like, so I can sit there by myself. And my best friends are backstage, which is valid. I would also say that it does make sense. Like he's harder to disguise, I think, than Miley and Lily are. Yeah, he's he's harder to disguise. But if if they can try so hard for for Lola, like they could do something for him too. Everything that he was wanting in that situation was completely valid. He wants to hang out backstage with his friends and his friends are being a couple of jerks and telling him no. So I, I'm, on, I'm on team Oliver for this one. Yeah, I also think it's weird that they waited this long for this because Lily has been getting to go backstage since like the day after she found out about the Hannah secret oh and Oliver found out like a week after her. So it is not very nice of them to be very exclusive on this. Right. I don't. I don't know how much Oliver has, like, shown interest in Hannah World. I know that he was, like, a very big fan of Hannah in the first place, though. So I don't know why just finding out that it's his friend would make him not want to go and, like, enjoy the music that he used to like. Yeah. (laughs) So they eventually are like, okay, fine, you can come, but you have to come up with a disguise. And so then we go to the concert Hannah performs Make Some Noise, which is not my favorite Hannah Montana song. And that was the only song that was featured at all in the whole episode. I know, yeah. <laughs> I They, like, teased this with a little bit of old blue jeans in, like, the previous episode or the one before. And, like, that song's so much better than Make Some Noise. Mm-hmm. I would rather just hear old blue jeans again. Oh, but. Great. <laughs> But so uh, Oliver, I guess, hasn't arrived yet. And he texted Lily that he was having trouble putting together a disguise. And they're all talking about this kind of loud. They're like, where's Oliver? Did he find a disguise? <laughs> <laughs> There's like a ton of people backstage. Uh, 
But then Oliver enters and he's wearing like a full vampire costume complete with like makeup. I very much enjoyed that. I I definitely laughed. The black lipstick was the best touch I Mm -hmm. thought. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was good too. I certainly think it's a better disguise than what they landed on. I... I mean, like, I get that it's weird, and, like, for him to have to get into that getup every time would probably be a lot of work, Mm -hmm. but it's a better disguise, and, like, it adds intrigue to Hannah Montana's entourage that one of her friends is just a vampire. (laughs) Right, because the the disguise that they landed on, it was just Oliver, but with hair on his face. Like, his regular hair was normal, he's just wearing a baggy sweatshirt, like... Anybody would know who they're talking to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially because, you know, Hannah Montana's getting photographed and, like, put on, like, the front page of magazines and stuff all the time. And Oliver's like, this is the best I could do on short notice. And I was like, I mean, that's very detailed for short notice. He didn't do that bad. (laughs) No, he could have skipped all the makeup, but he was like, no, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this. So Miley then tells Lily to like fix this situation with Oliver so that he's not a vampire anymore. And she goes back on stage. And when she comes out and the concert's over, apparently Lily has convinced Hannah's stage manager to trade clothes with Oliver in exchange for a raise. So now the stage manager is walking around in like a too small vampire outfit. And Oliver is dressed like a white rapper. <laughs> And Oliver wasn't exactly all that much larger than the stage manager, so the Dracula costume probably would have fit him okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just had, had like, a shot of of the stage manager, like, walking by, and he's got this cape, like, around his neck, and he's just like, "Uh, (laughs) this is what my life's come to. Uh, (laughs) But it's, like... It's multiple shirts with, like, multiple hoodies on and, like, multiple hats. Like, he's wearing, like, a sideways baseball cap and then, like, a beanie on top of that. And I'm like, he would be sweltering back there. (laughs) Definitely. Especially, like, Southern California heat. Like, yeah. But so we we talked about it earlier, but also part of this, the, the, like, crux of the disguise hinges on this, like, fake facial hair. And... I've definitely talked about this on the show before, despite this being the first time that we're seeing this disguise. But the reason why people can buy that Hannah Montana doesn't get recognized as Miley is because it looks like it's her real hair. And it looks like, you know, she actually is a different person to some extent. And then you get to like Lily as Lola And you can tell that her wigs aren't her hair. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not very convincing. Like, you know that that's a girl wearing a wig. And, okay, maybe you wouldn't recognize the girl, but you know that it's not her real hair. Right. (laughs) And also that she has different colored hair every single time you see her. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so, okay, that's another step away now where it's like, okay, maybe you won't recognize her, but you still know she's, like, in disguise. And then you get to Oliver, and it's like, that's just Oliver with hair on his face. That's not fooling anyone. (laughs) I just can't condone it. (laughs) It it reminds me of, like, Robbie Ray's disguise, which makes even less sense because he doesn't even use a fake name. No, he does not. (laughs) (laughs) He, He just goes by himself, except he wears a mustache. And this is very similar to that. I guess at least Oliver's pretending to be somebody else with this facial hair, but it... 
it like hurts me because I've I've done so much work to figure out why the people in the HMU don't recognize these girls. And now they're just like throwing it in my face with this Oliver <laughs> disguise. <laughs> they're like, sorry. <laughs> Explain this one. Explain how people don't recognize him when it's just him. <laughs> so all that aside, uh, also after the show, this man enters. His name is apparently Guillermo Montoya. And I looked him up on IMDb. He's played by an actor named Michael Steger or Steger. Uh, this was his first and only appearance. And he seemed to have been a regular on the 90210 reboot from like 10 years ago. Interesting. And he was in the Cheetah Girls movie that Raven was not in. And also an episode of Corey in the House. So there's my fun facts about him. All right. Very, <laughs> um, very fulfilling career, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else that he'd been in, I'd never heard of. So, I mean, no disrespect to this guy. (laughs) Those are the only things that are related to this, I guess. Or like high profile enough in in my eyes. But so Lily like freaks out that Guillermo Montoya is here. And apparently he's very cute to her and to Hannah. (laughs) Even though he's clearly like 30 years old. Like, yes. He's, he's he is not he's not the same age as they are not at all no 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 because <laughs> also they're like 14 they're like canonically 14 this season they're mm-hmm. high school freshmen and Guillermo Montoya who is evidently like a like the number one tennis player on earth or something right the number one tennis player would also not be 14 years old he would be in his, yeah. in his 20s at least <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, they're not trying to tell us that he's 14 years old or anything, but then he uh-huh. comes over and he starts flirting with these high school freshmen. Did not that did not register for me earlier, but that would that would be very weird. <laughs> it's very bad. And <laughs> honestly, I I get very frustrated with the times that Robbie Ray decides to be a strict parent and the times that he is instead like a very hands-off parent. And in this episode, I was like, you you can't let her go to this tennis thing. <laughs> he, yeah, he virtually didn't exist in this episode. He had one conversation with Miley at some point, and that yeah, was basically it. it. <laughs> If my, like, 14-year-old daughter came to me and was, like, this really hot tennis player, a uh, professional tennis player, <laughs> wants me to be his partner for this celebrity thing, and he, you know, kissed L- Lily's hand, I'd be like, um, you ain't going to that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a perv. <laughs> also, why was he at the Hannah Montana concert? That was my big question. Why is this random tennis player going backstage at a Hannah Montana concert? Like, I maybe kind of get that, like, at concerts when other celebrities go to them, they would potentially make an appearance and say hi to one another or whatever, but didn't didn't add up to me. <laughs> no, and most of the times that they... Well, a lot of times they say that celebrities were backstage at Hannah Montana shows, but we, like, never see them. And most of the time, I'm like, that's not someone who would go to a Hannah Montana concert. No. (laughs) They are not going to be Hannah Montana fans. Maybe if he, like, has a daughter, because he's actually, like, 30 years old and has a daughter who loves Hannah Montana. (laughs) 
I would believe that. Actually, that's what they should have done. They should right. have had him have like a five-year-old daughter who's like a huge Hannah Montana fan, which is how he got to the concert. And then they could get into this conversation about he needs a new tennis partner for this event. Mm-hmm. That would have been better. That would have been less creepy yeah. uh, for sure. <laughs> so Hannah and Lola introduce themselves to this guy. Then Oliver has to introduce himself. And he's like, uh, and the only thing that he like sees is like a mic stand. And so he's like, my name's Mike Stand Lee. <laughs> <laughs> the third. <laughs> um and I, I couldn't catch if it was Mike Stanley or Mike Stanley that he ended up landing on. I, I think it's Stanley. I, I had the captions on when I was watching it, and he went from Mike Stand, and then it, the caption said Stanley with no D. Okay. So okay. we just went with Stanley. <sighs> <laughs> Good to know. Um, and so after he introduces himself, and I was like, really, that's the best you could come up with. But Guillermo gets a phone call and he's speaking, I think, Spanish during this, but he, you can like hear him say the words Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson always comes up, doesn't she? Always. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Clarkson's like the go-to celebrity for them to mention on this show for some reason. Um, But uh, they, they never actually say that she was his original tennis partner. I just, like, clocked him saying it during the conversation. It was implied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he says that his celebrity doubles partner for this, like, charity tennis tournament that's coming up sprained her thumb while texting, uh, which is very rude to Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> if, if that is <laughs> what we're meant to get from that. Um, uh, so Hannah offers to step in and she says that she puts the tennis in Tennessee, even though she never plays tennis. <laughs> that was a very clever line, though. I would give her that much. <laughs> it was clever. It was. Um, so skipping over the B-plot for now, um, Miley is back at the house and she's like working on her like tennis grunts uh, as opposed to just like practicing tennis, which she clearly needs to be doing. But so uh, Robbie Ray tells her that like the organizers of the event were only able to get her like one guest ticket and Robbie Ray's hair in this scene and in the whole episode is so big (laughs) it's very voluminous (laughs) and we we often like to uh grade Robbie Ray's hair on like a scale from one to Rachel from Friends and I would say this is very Rachel from Friends today. Rachel from Friends that is a very good way to to compare that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty much what his hair was in this episode. Uh, yeah. It was very big, very highlighted. <laughs> the layers were perfectly um, perfectly on display, I felt like. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but he tells her she basically has to choose between taking Lily or Oliver to this event. And they, of course, then start fighting over who gets to have the ticket. They can't handle it like grownups or whatever. They then are, like, down on the beach and Miley flips a coin to try and decide, but then it, like, lands, like, on its side. So (laughs) it, like, lands upright. I don't quite know how. Maybe the table was, like, sticky. (laughs) Um, And so Lily arrives. She's baked Miley a cake and Oliver's, like, made her a shirt with their faces on it, uh, trying to bribe them. And Rico overhears their conversation, which is just further proof that they need to be more careful (laughs) what they're talking about. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, they're talking about a Hannah event. 
and who gets to go to the Hannah event. And Rico's like, oh, are you talking about the celebrity event? <laughs> that Rico just randomly it. has a ticket, a single ticket too. Yeah, he, he has a single ticket to this tennis event. And he mentions, well, this ties into the B plot, but he says that he that there's no catch for the ticket because he's going to be spending the day petting homeless cats, which I've, I don't think I've ever heard cats referred to as homeless before. I think, wouldn't it be like shelter cats? <laughs> I mean, I, I try. I I call my cat homeless sometimes as as an insult to him. But <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know. Is he like going around like outside looking for stray cats to pet, or is he going to a shelter? <laughs> I felt like it was implied that he went to a shelter later because later on in that in that plot with the cat fur sweater that he comes back wearing yeah. that was a lot of cats <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then we get to the game the, the big charity tennis game it's being commentated uh by colin lassiter of the real deal with colin lassiter who we just saw for the first time in a while in the previous episode and he's he's very much like larry king meets jerry springer um <laughs> just in his voice and demeanor and his job. <laughs> so this game, I also noticed the charity that they're playing for is the United People's Relief, which is the charity. Anytime that they need a charity on the show, they're like, it's the United People's Relief. It's the only charity that exists in the HMU. <laughs> they, they can't even come up with a second one. They're just like, ah, it's the same one, whatever. <laughs> so M- Hannah and Guillermo are playing against tennis pro Andy Roddick and his partner Dakota Fanning. <laughs> I did have to look up how old Dakota Fanning was at that point. And Me she too. Did, she did r- range around the same age as Lily and Hannah, so it all added up. So I was I was cool yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I'm like, why are the only celebrity partners in this like child stars? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, no matter what, I don't think uh, the, like, games of tennis are going to be particularly skilled when half the people playing are children. <laughs> yeah. I played tennis, played tennis is very loosely said in high school as my physical education requirement. Um, and that was because it was the easy one and I didn't actually play tennis. <laughs> so... <laughs> I definitely liked attempting to play tennis when I was a kid, but like I I'm not good at it, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah, my 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 aim for the ball, I probably actually hit the ball coming at me maybe maybe 10% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you you do have to be very athletic to succeed in tennis. Yeah. So, Lily and Oliver are at their seats and there are very few seats for this charity tennis game that we end up seeing. And they're also like on the court. There there was there was a shot at some point of like a like a B-roll of um of extra seats that I feel like were implied to be higher up. Like that was the the general admission, I would think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Couldn't couldn't see anything like that from the actual shots of the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, the actual shots we get of the game are like, so there's the tennis court and sitting 
like directly out of bounds of the tennis court is where Colin Lasseter is sitting calling the game and mm-hmm. like a lifeguard chair basically. Yeah. And then there's on, there's like on one side of the court there's like eight seats mm-hmm. <laughs> which is where Lily and Oliver are sitting and you know I would think for tennis, you wouldn't necessarily want courtside seats because, like, you could get hurt. Sounds very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure why they put Colin Lasseter so close to where the actual game was being played because he ends up getting hit at the end of the game pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> but in any case, Lily and Oliver are, like, they aren't sitting together, but they're, they're still very close to each other. And this lady with, like, a big hat sits down in front of Oliver. And Oliver keeps yelling at Lily to switch seats with him to the point where, like, the players of the game and the commentator are both like, can you guys shut up? You're really distracting. They were being very disruptive to every person there. Yeah, seriously. And I felt really bad for the lady with the hat, even more so later. But even at the beginning, like... Oliver's pestering Lily to switch seats with him when, like, he should just, like, politely ask this woman to switch seats with him. Yeah. Because then you can sit in the back and still see, and he just can stop being annoying. But I think I think he is still, like, kind of mad at Lily for, like, getting to do all this stuff for the past, like, year, and he's gotten to do nothing. No, yeah, his behavior was definitely 100% out of pettiness. Yeah. <laughs> they don't explicitly say that, but that's, like, definitely the vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're just bickering throughout the whole thing and meanwhile we find out that like guillermo like never loses games and he's like very serious about this and he tells hannah that she should aim for dakota fanning's head <laughs> which, which again is kind of messed up he's like a grown-ass man he's like i need to take down this other 14 year old girl for me and so it's all distracting to Miley and she probably wouldn't have been very good anyway, but like, I do think she would have been better if there wasn't such constant distraction from Lily and Oliver. Mm-hmm. They successfully get the woman to take her hat off. She's like, Oh, of course I'm sorry. But then her hair is like just as tall as the hat was. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and uh, what happens next is Oliver very rudely, uh, <laughs> like, sticks his hands in the woman's hair, trying to, like, see through it or, like, around it or something. And, like, if it bothers him that bad, there's nobody behind him. He could just stand up and, like, watch. Like If, if I were that woman, I would have punched him. <laughs> like, he was, he was being so rude. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very rude. And, I mean, in the meantime... Guillermo continues to put the pressure on Hannah. And although the way he does this the second time, I don't think is like a very good incentive. He says that if they lose, he will go home, dress up like Hannah and hit himself in the face. And I'm the like, only that's not one, a threat to her. The only one that's losing there is you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're psychotic. Um, <laughs> but... So Oliver's hands get stuck in the hair. He's like, Lily, help me. And she tries to help, but then her hands get stuck in the hair. And, like, at this point, if I'm the woman with the hair, I'm, like, pressing charges against these children. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's so rude. They ripped her whole wig off. 
Yeah, yeah. They they like accidentally rip it off just as Hannah goes to take a big shot to like try and get back into the game. But the wig goes flying, it hits Hannah in the face, and her racket goes flying and it whacks Colin Lasseter in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. And so naturally they lose. <laughs> and then Lily and Oliver like apologize afterwards, but as soon as they get past their initial apologies, they start bickering with each other again. It's not entirely pleasant. (laughs) But, uh, and in the meantime, Miley's like still rolled up in like the net from the tennis court and they're just like not helping her. (laughs) She, she could have, she could have helped herself in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) She's just laying there like a floppy fish. (laughs) Honestly, as, like, punishment for this disaster of a day, when, like, she was just really trying to please both of her friends who were being obnoxious, I think that she, like, shouldn't invite either of them to any any Hannah things for, like, a month. It should be like she's grounding them. (laughs) Well, that was my initial thought when she first only got one ticket to go to this event. Don't take either of them. Find somebody else to go. Take your brother. Take your dad. Like, literally anybody else. Yeah. (laughs) Find somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I think think that should have been what she did from the jump. Like, as soon as they got annoying about it, she did threaten to, like, take neither of them to find somebody else. But then Rico was like, well, I have another ticket. And it's like, okay, I guess problem solved for the moment. (laughs) But... But yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, <laughs> they they should have like had like one last little tiny scene in this where like Lily and Oliver have to like hang out alone on like a Saturday night while Hannah's in concert because mm-hmm. they were too mean. <laughs> they, need, they need some kind of punishment, some kind of um, consequence for their super childish behavior. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> So the B plot is very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I I did enjoy it. I, I I very much did. Yeah, I'll start by saying that Karina Smirnoff from like ten plus seasons of Dancing with the Stars is a guest star in the B plot, and they've they've been doing. This is like the third episode that has referenced the fact that Billy Ray Cyrus was on Dancing with the Stars around the time that they were filming season two. <laughs> That totally went over my head. Didn't catch any of that at all. <laughs> I'm always the only person that knows that when I bring this up. No one else knows about this. But, but I, I watched Dancing with the Stars for a very long time when I was young. And I started watching it because Billy Ray Cyrus was on it. And I started watching like towards the end of that season. And I... I didn't remember who his partner was, but the fact that Karina from Dancing with the Stars was on this episode tells me that it was her. (laughs) Yeah, those were very pointed jokes then, because I watched this episode, I watched it once quickly this morning, and then I watched it again like an hour ago to write down some notes. And that that final scene with Billy Ray and the the fortune teller, I was thinking about it a lot because I just did not understand the joke at all. (laughs) So... (laughs) I think it's an explanation because I didn't know what was going on. 
Yeah, yeah. It definitely was like a joke for the moms at the time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like the only one that gets those jokes when I watch this <laughs> because <laughs> because I actually know who she is and I've watched the show. But yeah, so Karina <laughs> Dancing with the Stars uh, is... She, she walks up to the surf shack where Rico is working and she's dressed like a fortune teller or like a pirate woman or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Pi- Pirate woman is, is, is more accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're told she's a fortune teller. <laughs> and despite the fact that she's being used for this scheme, she does seem to be like a genuine fortune teller that Jackson like found somewhere. Mm-hmm. Did he like pull out the phone book because Google wasn't as much of a thing back then and just be like, okay, fortune tellers in Malibu. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or does she like, this? so much happens at the beach. Uh, maybe she like works on the beach or something. I don't know. But, but she walks up to Rico and says that she's thirsty, but she doesn't have her purse, but she'll pay Rico for a bottle of water with a free fortune telling. And Rico has a very good comeback to that, which is that he already has a fortune because he doesn't give stuff away for free. <laughs> and uh, they like never give a name to her character. So I just wrote Karina in all of my notes because I know that that's her real name. <laughs> okay. Um, but she tells Rico that he's a very mean boy and that sh- terrible things will happen to him until he learns how to be nice. And she claims to curse him. And then a girl trips over Jackson's like boogie board and it toss it like tosses a candy apple into the air, which then lands on Rico's head. And then immediately another guy trips and does the exact same thing. So he's got like two like caramel apples stuck to his hair. <laughs> Lots of people walking around with caramel apples at the beach. I can't say that that would be my first choice of um, beach snack. Caramel and sand <laughs> together doesn't. Yeah, and the fact that so many people got these and then immediately tripped and like threw them in the air. <laughs> and I know that, again, it, was, it, it ends was up being setup. revealed that it's all yeah. orchestrated. But, but if I were Rico, I'd be like, that's physically impossible that that would happen that many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Organically. <laughs> I think that would be my first clue that something's up. Um, but <laughs> but then the next scene we get of it, little Noah Cyrus is in this episode for like the millionth time. She is this time eating ice cream. That was the ice cream needs- girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Miley Cyrus's little sister Noah turns up as just like a extra girl in like a lot of episodes. Like whenever they need like a little girl to like scream or something, it's pretty much always Noah Cyrus. <laughs> Um, so she goes up to Rico and she like needs napkins for her ice cream, but Rico is mean to her and is like, no, everybody gets one napkin per cone, which is a weird rule. Uh (laughs) It's not like napkins are expensive. Um, but right afterwards, Rico noticed that there was a caterpillar in his sandwich. Another weird, weird place for a caterpillar to be. A fly or, like, maybe, like, a cockroach or something like that would make a lot more sense than a caterpillar. Yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) And then he stands up and, like, is talking to Jackson and there's 
what Jackson describes as a big oil stain on his pants, but how he could tell it was oil without, I mean, granted, he's the one who put it there, but like, yeah, (laughs) I don't think I would have been able to tell that it was oil, but yeah, there's like a big stain on the butt of his pants. And, uh, this gets Rico to be like, okay, the curse is real. I I better be nice. So he takes a bunch of napkins over to Noah Cyrus. And then um, immediately afterwards, a third person trips and their candy apple goes flying. But this time it narrowly misses Rico's head and sticks to a surfboard. Mm-hmm. Which I am curious, did Jackson say, okay, now when you trip, aim it so that it goes right past him? Or was it also supposed to hit him? way that that would be way too much detail for Jackson to be able to like plausibly (laughs) plot out ahead of time I agree I agree I think this is way too intricate for him (laughs) um but Rico says he's gonna leave to go tell his grandmother where he hid her teeth um I guess as a gesture to be nicer which (laughs) that was very mean of him um (laughs) But uh, as soon as he's gone, Jackson, like, congratulates everyone on the, on the beach for their great performances. It's revealed that he paid everyone involved. And this is where I got a little bit confused because uh, he, this, like, unnamed girl comes up to him and he's like, I'll see you Saturday for our date. And uh, Karina is like, you did all of this just to get one Saturday off. And then this other girl comes up and he's like, I'll see you for our date next Saturday. And he's like, no, I did it because I, t- I want to get every Saturday off. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's, that's way too specific to be like, I did this so that he'll get me to not have to work Saturdays as opposed to just like, making Rico more chill when he's already a very high maintenance boss. Well, yeah. And then they never actually like showed Jackson asking for every Saturday off either. So No, so yeah, what ends up happening is Jackson's like, "Hey Rico, I need to take off early." And Rico's like, "Okay, sure, no problem." And I'm like, "So you you made him be nicer just so that for every Saturday you can say I need to leave early once you're already working?" It's not going to work for every Saturday. This is going to this is going <laughs> to end at some point. <laughs> Yeah, it it didn't seem like the best use of this plan because I think it's a decent plan to say I'm going to trick Rico into being a better boss so that I can have an easier time at my job. Like, that's a good plan. But mm-hmm. to make it that specific and like that's what the reward is, yeah. <laughs> is like nuts. <laughs> so the next scene is, is what I just described. Uh, Jackson tells Rico he needs to leave early for the date. And his date is there. And Rico, for this scene, this is right after he was like, I need to go pet homeless cats. And his he's literally coated in cat hair. <laughs> it's like, he's clearly petting like a ton of like long hair cats because it is just a lot. I mean, <laughs> he like made he a were, sweater. He were really petting a lot of cats. It's honestly almost believable because I pet my cat one time in the summertime and I'm wearing a dark shirt and it looks like I'm wearing an extra cat already sometimes too. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, my dog is the same way. Like she sheds so much that like she r- brushes up against you if you're wearing tights and it's just like, "Okay, 
cool. I guess yeah. I'm wearing Thank you. dog hair <laughs> leg warmers today. <laughs> um, but, uh, but Rico mentions that he agreed to help some wilderness girls, which is what they, I guess, are calling Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. but not saying Girl Scouts. He needs to help them deliver their cookies. And Jackson's date is like, oh, I was a wilderness girl. Jackson, you should help him. So he agrees to be like the delivery driver for these girls. And Rico's like, that's great. And he wheels in like a pallet of like boxes of cookies, um, which is like, apparently only like a fraction of the actual amount. Mm-hmm. Which Jackson's car is definitely not big enough for all of those boxes. There's no for way. For sure not. <laughs> um, but I, I then was like, okay, Rico must know what's up and is reverse pranking Jackson, which is what Jackson starts to think. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, Rico must know what's up um, because uh, the next time we see him, he apparently didn't drive fast enough for the little girls, so they pelted him with cookies which somehow all stuck to his shirt, which... Very sticky cookies. <laughs> yeah. I, they, I, I wouldn't have thought that that was possible, but apparently it is. And Rico then is like, well, I also promised this kid that I'd get his kite out of the tree, and I promised this guy I'd do this. And this is where Jackson's like, okay, these kids must be faking. You're just trying to mess with me. And... Jackson's date who he still hasn't been able to go out with yet is like Jackson you're being really mean and Jackson's like no it's it's because I paid this fortune teller to pretend to curse Rico so that he'd be nicer and now he's clearly figured it out and Rico's like well I didn't but you just told me (laughs) (laughs) and Rico's like okay so the curse was fake and he then says that it means he has a lot of mean to catch up on and cruelty like charity begins at home. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I mean, like that's the last we get with Rico and Jackson. Um, So that's kind of the conclusion of the B plot. And then the bumper for the episode is Karina reading Robbie Ray's fortune down on the beach. And she says that she sees him dancing in front of many people. And, Robbie Ray's like, you're crazy. I would never. And Karina like calls out all of these ways that he's like a bad dancer. (laughs) And it's all very (laughs) cross-promotional. So do we know or do you know specifically how long uh, Billy Ray lasted on Dancing with the Stars? Was he actually a bad dancer? I know that he wasn't uh, particularly great, but also the standards for dancing... um, back on the show when it was like that early in its run were like a lot lower than they are now. Um, I, if I think he made it to like sixth place or something, which isn't bad. Um, I think that's like two weeks away from the finals. I actually, I bet I can find this out right now because if, if you've ever been on dancing with the stars, your Wikipedia page will have, absolutely every detail of your time from Dancing with the Stars on it. <laughs> I have I have never been into Dancing with the Stars other than like watching the occasional clip I stumble across on the internet. So you are mm-hmm. you're much more of an expert on it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I started watching it um during this season 
And I continued to watch it basically like until I went away to college. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I became a bit of a, a Dancing with the Stars expert. So it says that he was eliminated in the eighth week, um, which, yeah, I think is like the week before the semifinal. And it was on like season four. I'm going to get more details here. So it, it sounds like he was not the worst then. <laughs> No, he wasn't the worst. Yeah, I was right. He came in fifth. So yeah, definitely not terrible. That was the season that Apollo Anton Olo, the speed skater one. Okay. Um, Anton Ono, not Olo, but... <laughs> and uh, that was also Julianne Huff's first season as a pro dancer, which I remember very well. Um, <laughs> let's see. It looks like... Yeah, he had to dance two dances the week he was eliminated and... Yeah, his scores were not good that week. Oh, no, he was definitely... I think he got through on his popularity because his scores were not very good. Okay. <laughs> like, um, his his final week, one of his dances got a 5, a 6, and a 7. And, like, I have never in, like, a subsequent season seen somebody make it that far and get a 5 that far in the competition. That's okay. insane. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> now that we know way too much... <laughs> about Billy Ray's track record on Dancing with the Stars. I also am sure that there are extremely, probably extremely low quality clips of his dances on YouTube because- Oh, probably, yeah. There are some serious archivists for Dancing with the Stars on the internet. Um, (laughs) So that's the episode. Uh, (laughs) Like I said, uh, that, that was like the third time that they- referenced him being on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, I feel like this was a very forgettable episode, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I It's kind of middle of the road. I didn't have any, like, active beef with it as I was watching it, like I have with several others, but I also didn't think it was very fun. <laughs> right. It's... No- nothing really happened. It was Oliver and Lily were bickering at each other and then nothing was ultimately solved at the end of it so yeah and I guess from now on we're gonna see a lot more of Oliver in the Hannah world but that's like the only significant thing to have come from this episode I think yeah yeah Oliver's new Oliver's new yeah Oliver's new alter ego is what came out of it yes Mike Stanley the (laughs) third I'm sure every time he appears with his terrible disguise, it's going to make me mad. And I'm sure I'm going to rant about it every time going forward. (laughs) Yeah. Well, was there anything that we didn't touch on in this episode that you would like to address? Um, Oliver's upside down visor. (laughs) (laughs) Was that at the tennis game? Yes. <laughs> it was upside down and sideways, so it was like just just perfect. <laughs> you know, like cool people do. Right. Uh, <laughs> there is a lot of Oliver um like impromptu rapping in this episode, which has been a real trend lately, and I could deal with like a little bit less of it, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> but I think I think all the other characters can as well. I think were meant to find it annoying and not charming. Yeah, they kept threatening him every time he was about to say, like, freaky, freaky, fresh about something. (laughs) Oliver is maybe the most dated character on this show out of, like, everyone. (laughs) 
for sure. <laughs> All of his humor is just from such a moment in time uh, and just really doesn't hold up. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I mean, any any last thoughts? Any final thoughts on the episode? Um, Not anything that hasn't already been said, just that it was a little forgettable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining me again yeah, for the first time in like a season and a half. Right. <laughs> uh, this is very fun. We'll have to have you back sometime soon. I would love to do it again. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much to all of you for listening to today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. And I also hope you'll join us next week where we'll be discussing season two, episode 15 of Hannah Montana, Song Sung Bad. In the meantime, if you want to follow us online, we're on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Lovely Lisi, Instagram at Actor Elise. Thanks so much again for joining us this week, and until next time, keep on pumping up the party.